0: I'll tell you, Stella Stevens, Raquel Welch, or Richard Belzer, that's going to be a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> I can picture that in my
1: head. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's started by the way. I got that part. They're singing. Here we go. Brothers and sisters, welcome to Penn Sunday School. We're at Show Creator Studio South? Yeah. Yeah, to the, uh, South. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, here he is, preaching love, your pal, Penn Jillette. And he meant
0: to say siblings, and ladies and gentlemen and others, he covered all that. Here he is, preaching love, it's me. <laughs> and I'm back, you know, and for two weeks I wasn't here and it was total chaos because even when I'm not here, we have bank shows and during the bank shows, I do uh, the ads still and they get plugged in, right? So if I have a week off, I don't really have a week off, like Wednesday, Thursday or Friday, I put in a couple of slots of ads that then Reddy can plug in or I put in an intro or something like that in a bank show. But this time... Matt Donnelly sent me the uh, ads that I had to do, and that is about, um, all told, six to eight minutes of work, Whew. and I said, I can't, I can't do it. Oh, that's, yeah. I, can, I, I can't do it. I can't oh, six minutes? It. Who could do that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I'm trying to give you the, uh, the, the level of discomfort I was in. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh,
1: I was doing badly. I can't wait to hear all about it. Oh, it was bad. It's wicked bad. By the way, Mac King. Oh, yeah. You didn't say. Hey, it's Mac me, Mac King. King. I'm here uh, instead of uh, anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who's usually here. <laughs> usually, Matt Donnelly. Okay. It's not Matt, it's Matt. It's Mac, yeah. Mac, but Mac you can Mac. call me Matt. A lot of people do. A lot of people do. <laughs> Remember when Matt King died? Uh, Yeah, I know. Yeah. Crazy. I got a lot of texts. Or Bill Volkner, my manager, got a lot yeah, of texts. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't I get, get any I didn't get any texts. Actually, uh,
0: this is an awful thing. When Saget died, Bob Saget, I thought at first it was a hoax, so I sent to Bob Saget, are you dead? Oh. That was my last text to Bob Saget. And I was looking at my text list, and it is so sad to see it pop up with Bob Saget:
1: "Are you dead?" And no answer. So yeah. no one texted you: "Are you dead?" Right? Uh, no one texted me. Uh, no, that's not true. Yes, I did get a, s- a couple of those. Actually. Are you? Are you dead? I am not dead. So a couple of weeks ago, I went to anyway. The- anyway, the, the
0: one of the big cheeses over at Area Fifteen. Yeah, Matt- is named Matt king yeah
1: and it was on the news etc and he died
0: and people on the news do not say the names as
1: carefully as i do right or i me. say mac king i try to do that as well yeah and so does your son yeah he does <laughs> my son just does is
0: either you or john f kennedy who are talking in my house all the time <laughs> right. those are the two impersonations he does
1: <laughs> well, that's good. I, uh, two weeks ago, I was at the Magic Castle. Mm-hmm. Richard Turner mm-hmm. was in the close-up room. So you were doing different voices, to people. I was you. doing, yeah. It,
0: no. Now, you're one of the people who believes Richard Turner is blind? Uh, I believe he's sort of blind.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I asked the host, hey, does Richard have any guests? Can I be his guest for this next show? So they put us in, and Richard comes out, and he says, um, is Mac King here? I'm going, I'm right here, Richard. And he goes, okay, good. And then he started referencing me throughout the show, but every other time he referenced me, he called me Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so did you say to him,
0: uh, Richard, you're blind, not stupid. Right, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I guess they're not mutually exclusive, uh, are no, they? No, no. Neither blind nor stupid. Um, He writes to me uh, Christian stuff. Oh, he does? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. He uh, he sat backstage with me. And
0: one of the problems with being badly sighted or having difficulty seeing (laughs) is when someone rolls their eyes in obvious contempt and disgust, you're not aware of it sometimes.
1: Right. So you have to punch him. So
0: Yeah, exactly. I had to punch him right <laughs> there. So he's talking to me in a way that I consider very inappropriate. Oh. About, about religion. Oh. Right. And how, uh, I mean, really grade school shit. You know how you sometimes feel you've done something wrong and you wish you could be forgiven and did... Like he's talking to a, like an eight-year-old, right? And I go, I, I, I yeah, Richard. And I try, I try to say... How can I roll my eyes and show disapproval in my voice without saying, shut the fuck up, you crazy Christian bastard, right? Which I guess is what I should say. I say to him, you know, I'm I'm not a believer. And then he answers with, I would say, what has to be the most condescending thing you can say to people, right? Uh, The most dismissive, unpleasant, condescending thing, which is... uh, Oh, I know you you feel that now, but I I have a strong sense that you're going to change around on that and that your heart is really on the path. Which is saying, I don't respect you as an individual. That's what it's saying. You know, what you believe means nothing to me. (laughs) (laughs) So I would say to him, and I get the feeling that you are intelligent enough and have an open enough mind that you will soon realize that what you believe is all fucking nonsense. And even that doesn't let him know. <laughs> right, yeah. So I don't know if he's actually physically blind, but he certainly is
1: blind <laughs> to the reality that there's no God. Uh, well, but you don't want to punch him. No. I think he could take us. Oh, sure. Yeah, no.
0: But th- the thing is, that's, that's like saying, uh, I bet
1: I could beat up a dodo bird. Yeah. I mean, have you ever fought? Uh, maybe. I mean, I, I've had people, I, I was challenged to a fight in middle school and I had to show up cause it was on my way out of school uh-huh. and the guy just started beating me up and then another guy came in and beat that guy up uh-huh. in my stead. That's the most I've ever been in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, and I suppose still am
0: a peacenik. Yeah, and because I was the biggest kid in my school and everybody knew I was a peacenik. You could get credit for beating up the biggest kid in the school with no danger. Yeah. So I would come home with you know my my nose bloodied and you know they'd punch me right in the face. And they would say hey, I went up and I punched the biggest kid in the school in the face. You know. And what they didn't realize was hippie chicks, which were the women I was interested in in high school. When they see a big guy get hit in the face and just turn his head, spit out the blood and say, are you done? They consider that wicked sexy. So what they didn't realize that they was actually helping while screaming at me, you know, calling me the F word and questioning my sexuality, which was very odd because I was the only one who was with a girlfriend.
1: I see. I misunderstood for a brief moment Mm -hmm. what you meant. I'm like, are you not saying "fuck" anymore? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that gotcha.
0: "fuck" now ma- does not
1: matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
0: can now say fuck in
1: church." Yeah,
0: but you can't say the f word. Yeah, gotcha. anywhere. Yeah, anywhere at all. Yeah, um, in any context with any sort of you know. Yeah, uh, which is which is which is still surprising to me because you can say in a murder mystery, "I'm going to kill you," which seems like pretty upsetting language. But you can't say before you kill that person, even in a work of fiction, you are a F word or an N word. And therefore, I'm going to kill you. You have to skip right to, I'm going to kill you. It's interesting.
1: All right. Well, I'm for my next killing novel. How was, well, I write killing novel. I know. <laughs> how, was, uh, how was Richard Turner? Uh, he was great. You know, I mean, he's nutty. Yeah. Right, And he's like, are these cards all face down? <laughs> and then he left two cards sitting over the side. And I'm like, I don't know if that's going to fuck him up. And and then the lady was like, oh, here they are. But people loved him. And he doesn't, I, I've i seen him a few times, and he's, he's gone back and forth on this apparently. He doesn't say anything about being blind right now. Mm-hmm. When he was on, one of the times he was on, we weren't allowed to say he was blind. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and so it, it used to be part of the show, and then it wasn't, and then it was. So now, and so, um, you know Steve Middleman? no, know that Comic? Yeah. He was at the castle that night, and he had watched a documentary about him.
0: Yeah, that's the documentary. You know, I watched the documentary about him. I think it's the only way to watch this documentary. I watched it uh, two rows and across the aisle- on the back of a seat of someone else who was watching it
1: (laughs) on an airplane. (laughs) That's good.
0: (laughs) And I brought it up on my own screen and I realized I was getting everything I wanted from it being two screens ahead (laughs) across the way. So I watched it like that.
1: Oh I
0: think I saw the pretty whole thing. I used to kick people in the face and then I couldn't see anymore and I still kicked them in the face. Then I
1: did card tricks too. Good night. So, but Middleman. So Middleman knew who he was and what. He, and the woman sitting next to Middleman was like, she wasn't uh, with him, but she just like, this is incredible. And he said, yeah, especially f- considering he's blind. And she's like, he's blind. And I'm like, how could you not know? This guy's blind. I mean, he's looking up in the air and his hands are moving around picking up cards without looking at them. But but he's not blind in the sense that we think of blind. Right,
0: yeah. That is to say, not being able to see. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> he's he's ill sighted. He's ill sighted.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Speaking
0: of, yeah.
1: How's your ear? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> well, that's what I'm telling you. I couldn't do a show. Uh, I have. Uh, 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 You couldn't do a show. That's where we started on this, right? You were in such pain that you couldn't even do six minutes uh, of selling. I
0: was so fucked up, Matt King. I came out on stage in
1: uh, Agua Caliente, which means hot water, uh, in Palm Springs. I know what hot water means, or caliente. Although I said it wrong once on Spanish TV. What would you say? I wanted to say that I was very hot. And do a gag about being warm Caliente doesn't mean that right that yeah, and so i but I believe I said that, uh, uh-huh. and they and the audience laughed their asses off. it was a live audience too and and I'm like, I don't know why they're laughing at me saying that. And you were setting up a joke, I was setting up a joke and they'd finished the joke that was the joke to them, <laughs> yeah, because I guess I'd said i mean like I'm very handsome, mm. like I'm like hot, guapo, yeah, but but. But also, when you say "hot" in the U.S., you know that dude is hot.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They don't. You don't mean he's warm. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. So they're really Guapo. That. You want to say Guapo? Yeah. But I was also meaning to. And you also are Guapo. i uh, especially today. Anyway, I stopped the taping. You stopped the taping? Yeah. I said, "What's going on? I don't. I don't understand." And Juan, it was for Juan's TV show. <laughs> oh, uh, Juan Hammereth? Yeah. Uh-huh. And so. <laughs> So he came over and he said, no, it's fine. And I think they used it, Juan coming out oh, yeah. and everything. So I can't remember. But he said, you mean to say something else? <laughs> so. Well,
0: I'll be doing uh, my uh, two shows in Spain, all in Spanish. All in Spanish, yeah. And I will be doing them in Valencia, and I will be doing them in Madrid. Oh. And it will be right after we play the U.K., And the UK tour is sold out already, and it's going to be in June. Uh, So uh, I think it's being sold out because I think the advertising is Penn and Teller's final tour. Oh. Not because we're choosing not to do any more, but they just figure we'll be dead.
2: Yeah, that's
1: right. It's just logical. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You know, David Bowie
0: retires. He's still doing well. (laughs) Penn and Teller don't retire. They're not doing well. That's that's what the difference is. (laughs) I'm to talk to you about Masterclass. Are you into Masterclass? Uh, yeah. It's changed our show, you know. Really? Yes, because Reddy Rich was watching something on hostage negotiation, and he said that pointing is always a sign of aggression in oh, primates. Oh. And I realized that all during our show, I point to people. I've stopped. You know this, Reddy Rich? I haven't told you this. You have not. I no longer point anywhere in the show. I do a full hand open gesture. Ah. Would you come up here, please? Would you stand over there, please? All open hand, palm up. uh, And it's really hard to do because people can't tell exactly where you're pointing. So you have to tell them more about themselves. But I, I feel like it's a better thing. I feel it's a yeah, better Yeah,
1: no, that's a that's a sweet little deal. Do you point in your shit? I chair? don't I, I I'm I'm gonna be conscious of it the next time. No, yeah. Not that I, I I'm aware is, I of be- And that's all that's all from Masterclass.
0: Because yeah. Masterclass, that's a thing. Here's what I'm supposed to read here. With Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best minds anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. You can learn how to magic from Penn and teller. Improve I've heard your that. magic. Yeah, our our thing is really good.
1: I it's, heard it's great. It's really great. It's too advanced for me. <laughs> but it's
0: got Johnny Thompson in it, yeah, and Piff and Matt Donnelly, yeah, and it's really, really beautiful. It's it's, it's shot with great cinematography. I've it's seen some, I've
1: movie. seen some of it. I haven't watched yeah. the whole thing.
0: And they're beautifully put yeah. together. And these people come in and they learn it, and then learn how to teach it. And Teller's a great teacher, but they made it even better. It's really, really good. And I watched other ones. You know, I don't watch them as as as, as thoroughly as Ready Rich does. What I usually do is have Ready Rich watch them. Ready Rich watch them. Then he tells me. He tells me about them because the not pointing thing was amazing. And even when you're not going to do the thing you're learning about, like the cooking ones, you 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 actually cook, right? Right. Yeah. But if you're watching one an astronaut or an NBA. You might not be going that way, but there's still a lot to learn. And I had no idea I wanted to be a hostage negotiator, but that open hand thing changed our show. It's interdisciplinary. It's it's Catholic. It's it's autodidact. It's uh, polymath. It's all those things. It's really wonderful. And you can watch them anytime. They're bite-sized chunks. You do, They're like 10, 8 minutes. Watch them in any order. There's other stuff that comes in. It's cinema quality. It's shot really beautiful. You get like other supplementary material that comes with the videos. You can explore it in any order you want. Works in any format. You want to watch your phone, your tablet, anything. It's really, really good.
1: Everybody I've talked to who has done it, not not done a masterclass, but watched those, yeah has loved everyone they've ever Yeah.
0: What? They do it a, You can watch it on Mountain Gorillas, and they're great. I mean, it's just <laughs> on directing from Ron Howard, comedy from Steve Martin, writing from Neil Gaiman. I mean, for one price and you get everything, it all opens up to you. I highly recommend you check it out. Get unlimited access to every class. And as a Penn Sunday School listener, get 15% off an annual membership. Go to masterclass.com slash Penn. Now. That's masterclass.com slash pen Pen. for 15% off the masterclass. It's a really good thing, Mac
1: King. Uh It's really, really, really good. And what do you do about shaving, Mac King? What do I do about shaving? Because have you heard about Harry's? Uh, I, I have heard about Harry. Yeah, it's really good. It's I really hardly good. need to shave actually. Yeah, I don't have to shave much. Either.
0: <laughs> but when you do shave, yeah. it's a nice feeling, yeah. you know, you don't want to be overcharged for razors. You know, you spend, even though we don't shave off, we shave once a week.
1: No, I shave every day, but it's, yeah. you know, when I clean out the razor, I'm like, oh, there's hardly anything. There. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But razors cost more than they should okay harry's razors they just deliver it to you it comes right to your house it's really good their shaving cream is good their aftershave is good everything is great 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 the truman shave trial set is a 15 dollars value for just three dollars at harry.com slash pen yeah it includes a five-blade German-engineered razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover. Three bucks. I
1: mean, come uh, on. That's unbelievable. Come on.
0: Plus, you can schedule replacement blade delivery whenever you need them with refills as low as two bucks. It's it's really good. They also have a lot of other... Hairy products now. You've got shaving cream, post-shave balm, body washes, hydrating lotions, and more. Blades made at their own factory in Germany that hold up better. The blades are really good. And it's ergonomic uh, weighted handles. They just do great stuff. I mean, you're going to shave. If you're going to shave, shave with hairies. That's what I say. The highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry. And they're still offering a no-risk trial. Don't like your shaves? No worry, it's on them. Don't get overcharged for razors. Get Harry's. Get a $15 Truman shave trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash pen. That's harrys.com slash pen for the $3 trial. It's really, really good. And then the easiest, the easiest ad we do, stamps.com. Ah. Everybody needs stamps.com. If you ever had anything sent to you by uh, uh, Matt Donnelly or any of these Scoops people, anything by Godot, anything by Penn & Teller, it has been sent by stamps.com. Com. 2023 is already well underway, so don't wait any longer to level up your small business and set up your year for success. Get ahead of the competition by using Stamps.com to mail and ship. Stamps.com lets you print your own postage and shipping labels right from your home or office. It's ready to go in minutes, so you can get back to running your business sooner. Don't forget, they've been a sponsor of this show since 2013. You can't have been a sponsor longer than Stamps.com. I can't believe there's anyone listening to this show that doesn't have Stamps.com, but don't tell them that because we love it. For 25 years, Stamps.com has been indispensable for for 1 million businesses. Get access to USPS and UPS shipping services you need to run your business right from your computer anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. You just tell. If you're sending out thousands of things, which I've done, you just tell the post office. You call them up and go, we got thousands of things here. Take them away. And they just show up with a special truck Boom, take them right out, and it's cheaper than going to the post office. It actually is. You get better deals than you would get at the post office. It's really great. So set your business up for success when you get started with stamps.com today. Sign up with promo code HEN for a special office that includes a four week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and enter the code pen. It's really, really good. I love my stamps.com. I just love it, love it, love it. For four months every year, okay, I have a cough. I have lots of problems with my throat and I have lots of problems with my voice. And every year for 25 years, doctors work on it all the time. Right? Now, is
1: it the same four months? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're in the middle of it right now. No, we're at the
0: end of it. And then the allergies of the nose start in three days. Oh, great. And then my nose is out of commission for a while. And my ear has always been bad, right? Yeah. I I had uh, cholesteatoma, my left ear. I don't know what that is, but okay. It's skin growing in the wrong place. Oh. And they had to open up, take my ear off and tape it to my nose and then dig in, grind in and pull out all this shit and then put a fake eardrum in put it back together. And I did this, and I've talked about this a lot, with no general anesthetic, which they had never done before, and which made it hurt a lot. Because Teller wanted to do a magic trick and pull a penny out of my brain as as a joke. And it was a joke that no one could watch because it was too painful. And I was crying in pain and saying, Teller, Teller, please, 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 please tell her I'm hurting. Please, please. And then Teller finally got the trick shot and then said, okay, and they pushed that. I still remember the anesthesiologist said, can I take him out now? And Teller said, yes. And I just remember going, and it being the happiest moment of my life. Uh-huh. All the pain went away. Next thing I knew, I was in the hospital bed. And I, I said to Teller, did we get all the shots? And Teller said, yeah, but it's, it's kind of intense. <laughs> <laughs> that was years and years ago. But my ears are never good. Now, there is a disgusting thing that happens to people's ears. Okay. And it happens to people's ears who live in rainforests. It does not happen to civilized
1: people's ears. Ah. Okay. And people who live in the desert, the opposite of rainforest. Do- doesn't ever happen. Yeah. Never happens. Couldn't happen. Impossible to happen. Uh, but it's disgusting. What's your middle name? My name is Fraser. Oh, not impossible. No. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> All right. um, I was in a lot of pain with my coughing. And I was on a lot of drugs, and I believe since my ear is bad, that I should do tremendous ear hygiene. Right. Oh. So every morning and every night, I would, with a cotton swab, I would clean my ear carefully, make sure it was spotless
1: is this way I wouldn't get sick that's my plan okay was did you discuss the plan with anyone like a medical professional well
0: all <laughs> medical professionals tell you never to clean wax out of your ears right i thought the reason for that i did was that you could damage the eardrum ah and i thought that i was so careful my sleight of hand was so perfect right that i was not damaging anything in there No one ever said to me, listen, asshole, the reason you're not supposed to clean your ear out is the wax that's in your ear that you're cleaning out is actually keeping you healthy. Ah. Because the wax is acidic and the... uh, Oh, yeah. I mean, have you tasted it? (laughs) (laughs) Yours? Yeah. Yes, of course. (laughs) It's acidic. And the ear wax being acidic makes it so bacteria and the star of this particular episode, fungus, can't grow in there. Okay? That's what the earwax does. That's its job. So I've been peeling it out for years and years and years and making sure there wasn't even a dot in either ear of uh, of earwax. Good. What a clean, clean ear pen has. That alone would not have done much harm because I live in the desert. All right? Not much fungal things growing in the desert. Then I do this other thing, which I've told doctors and I've talked about publicly, and it's crazy. There's no doubt it's crazy. It's a crazy thing to do, but I do it. When I prepare to go to bed, okay, I make a bathtub that's too hot, really too hot. And I get in that bathtub and I make it hot enough that the heat of it makes me pass out. And that's kind of the way I go to sleep, okay. But wow. the heat making me pass out also makes my entire body sweat. So when I go to bed, even though I dry off after the uh, bath, all my bed clothes are soaked because I'm sweating for like a half hour
1: afterwards. Yeah, okay, that yeah, you fine. don't instantly cool down, right? Right. Your it's core really, is still warm. It's really hot. Yeah. It's really, really yeah. hot.
0: Yeah. I mean, when people, like my wife, will stick her finger in the bathtub and go, I, I couldn't stand this. Oh. And your whole body's. very disappointing. Your whole body's in it. Right?
1: Yeah. But I thought when you started, my wife sticks her finger. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, wow. This could be a good story. Yeah. Uh, that's how she tells I'm hot. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But yes, and I'm sure the core of my ass is hot.
1: Yeah, it is
0: caliente. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now you'd think, boy, Pen, you've now cleaned all the defenses out of your ears, and now you're taking a boiling hot bath. That's about as bad as you could get. No,
1: I. Oh, what else that. do you do, Pen? Oh, it's
0: <laughs> it's so perfect, right? So perfect. Do you put soil in your ear? (laughs) Worse. Okay. Actually worse. All right. I take headphones and while I'm dripping sweat, I put headphones on and I get into bed and I leave them there all night. (laughs) All night I sleep with headphones on. Headphones. No breathing area. Sealed headphones. So I've now created the perfect environment for everything. Yeah. As one of my doctors said, this is precisely the experiment we did in undergraduate work. (laughs) So one day my ear is getting sore and I try to clean it out with a Q-tip and I can't really get the Q-tip in there because it hurts too much. And I go, oh, that's weird. There's some sort of bruise in there or something, right? Then I go to try to do the show, and uh, I'm talking to Bob Corn Revere in the afternoon, because he was supposed to be a guest on the show the next day. I'm talking to him in the afternoon, and my whole body feels sick, and my head is aching, and all of a sudden, I say to Bob Corn Revere, who's a good friend of mine for 25 years, oh, man, you got to leave, man. You gotta, I can't talk to you anymore. He's at your house. No, he's at the theater. Oh, I see. We'll do the show that night. You You, got to go, man. You got to go. And he's flown in just to see me, right? That's what good friends do. And I go, I, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't stand it. And then he leaves and I call my ear doctor and go, I got a kind of pain in my ear that I've never felt before. This is really terrible. I can't stand that. I can't stand it. And he says, "Oh, uh, 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 well, I can." Uh, uh, and I go, "Just stop it!" And he says, I'll, "I'll get you oxycodone. Codone. We'll put you on oxy." And I go, "Now. How long ago is this? Uh, two weeks. All right. Put me on it now." So I am sitting backstage crying my hand over my ear rocking back and forth waiting for oxy to do a show oxy okay fucking this is hardcore narcotic drugs glenn arrives with the oxy and i do like elvis junkie stuff (laughs) (laughs) and they say how long does it take they say 20 minutes and i go god fuck fuck and that last 20 minutes is awful and then I don't feel the pain go away, but I feel so high I don't care that much about the pain, which is what that yeah. stuff does. Yeah. and I go, okay, okay I'll, I'll do a show.
1: I'm ready now to do a show, and Jonesy and Teller, either of one of which called me and said, "Hey, you should come see this show."
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Teller
0: pointed out, and Jonesy agreed. I got to tell you, narcotics are very good for jazz,
1: Uh
0: much less good for comedy magic. (laughs) So Teller was saying before I went on, Penn, you're funny, you're talented, but keep in mind the script is good. The script is good. Tried to say in the script, and I was out on stage going. I get some well, other stuff I to say. Get some ideas <laughs> 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 yeah, that will be really good, <laughs> really, really good, really good. And I'm saying, but Teller says to stick to the script. And this I go, is the voice in your head. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I go backstage, and I go, "How's it going?" And they go, uh, "You're you're you're doing okay." I go, isn't it great? They go, it's it's a little bit disjointed and slow. I go, I think, I think I'm great. <laughs> and they go, well, you're doing okay, Pat. You're getting through. So I do that show. The next day I take more oxy. I do another show. I get through it. Next day I go to my doctor. Now, my doctor is like the he's a friend of mine, Doc Salinas. We speak Spanish together. I love him. He goes in and goes. Take, let's take a look at this ear.
1: This is the ear guy, or is this your regular? My, it's my throat guy. Oh, my okay. ear, my ear,
0: throat guy. Yeah. I'm sitting in his little chair, and he does something you don't want to hear a doctor do. Uh-oh. He looks in my ear and goes, "Oh Jesus Christ!" <laughs> <laughs> and I say, "I can't even get a Q-tip in there." And he goes, "Oh no!" And he takes a little probe, and he touches. Not the inside of my ear, the outside. And I go, go, gee. Yeah! And he says, which you don't want to hear a doctor say, he said, I can't handle this. Uh, I can't handle this. I've never seen anything like this. Go to L.A. I go, well, I can get to L.A. in a couple. He said, tomorrow. I said, I was supposed to be up in Vancouver working on a movie. tomorrow. Go tomorrow. Go to, go to L.A. The house clinic. I'll get you in. There's a guy there that's really good. I said, well, I'm trying to fit it in with my... He said, there's no fitting in with your plans. Whatever you've got, it's canceled. Go to LA. I go, is it bad in there? He go, go, to, go to LA. And talk to Dr. Pang, he, he'll know what to do. <laughs> so it's another two days. And now I'm worse. And now I'm taking a lot of oxy. To, take, to deal with the pain. And I'm staying at a fancy, fancy-ass hotel in L.A., but I don't care. I'm not even out by the pool. I'm just feeling shitty. Next day, I go into Dr. Pang, who is one of the best human beings ever seen. He takes a look in my ear and goes, ah, I don't know why Salinas had trouble uh, diagnosing this. This is a fungal infection. I go, it's not just a fungal infection because my whole jaw hurts, my whole neck hurts, whole side of my face hurts. He goes, "Yeah." It's a bad fungal infection, okay? And he says, "Uh, I know, you know, I've I've heard about you. We've talked to the other doctors here at the house clinic. I know you're very good with pain. And he said, also, you've got some oxy on board. I said, yes. He said, well, I want to tell you that with the oxy on board and your pain tolerance, uh, this is going to hurt a lot. I've never had a doctor tell me that. Right. This is just going to feel like a pinch. Yeah. This is going to hurt a lot. (laughs) I go. What? What? What are you going to do? And he has a camera that he can show in there. And Mac King, this may disgust you. You may never be able to look at me again. But I look I at that.
1: Imagine. I can't wait.
0: <laughs> Mushrooms.
1: Yeah. That's I don't. What mean,
0: I assume. I don't mean fungus. I mean mushrooms. Like stems and caps. Yeah, yeah, little white caps. Yeah. (laughs) Mushrooms in my ear. And I go, holy fuck. And he goes, yeah, it's bad. So he takes his little ear sucker, right? And he says, okay, get ready for this. He puts it against my ear, and I've never done this. I've broken bones. You know, I've broken fingers and kept juggling. I've broken my foot. You know that I've had falls. You know that I've I've been beat up. I've been in hospitals. I've done things without anesthetic. I've done a lot of pain stuff, right? He does one little slurp. I scream fuck so loud. I stand up out of the chair and I go over and do that thing they do in movies that real human beings never do, where I lean against the wall with both forearms and I just bang it, going, fuck, 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 right? To which the nurses are now going crazy, closing doors because there's an entire waiting room of the house clinic. And I go, oh, holy shit. And he says, here's what we got out. And it is three. M M&M and M size, three M M&M and M size hunks of gray green mushrooms, and I go, oh, so that's it? He goes, oh no, we didn't even start
1: really. Yeah,
0: we got. <laughs> we have six more sucks, <laughs> <laughs> and I go, I'm crying, of course, and I go, you going in again? And Doctor Pang, really nice guy, goes. Yeah. And I go, why aren't you like putting anesthetic in? He goes, because you had an operation on your ear and you have a a hole in your ear uh, where the fake eardrum is. You have a tube. And if I put in anesthetic, it'll go into your middle ear and deafen you forever and also cause you more problems. I go, so I just have to. He goes, yeah, you just got to sit there. I go, okay. Here we go again. He goes again. Pulls out the same amount, the pain is much greater. Okay. I stand up again, and this time I don't yell as much, just go, (laughs) and I go, we're done. And he goes, I want to go in and get some more out of there. I go, oh, oh. And I sit down, and he says, I said, what are you waiting for? He said, you're trembling and you're crying, and your ear isn't still enough for me to go in. I go, let's get this done. He goes, uh, you, you just can't take anymore. I said, Yeah, I can't. Yeah. He goes, No, you can't. And then he sits there. You know how doctors are supposed to tell you don't take Oxy, don't abuse it, don't be like West Virginia. You know, how they're supposed to tell you all that? He just says, I'm writing you a script for Oxy right now. There's a pharmacy in the building. Go get it and take it. I go, Okay. And I'm down in the pharmacy. Okay. And I, I say, I got to get the prescription. Well, first of all, Glenn's with me, and Glenn can't believe, Glenn says, I've seen you in a lot of pain, nothing like this, nothing like this. And Glenn does all the paperwork to get the Oxy, and I do like an Elvis thing. I go, good, right? And I go, oh, uh-huh. And Glenn goes, let's get you into an Uber. And I go, uh, and I go back. And the doctor says, okay, we put ear drops in. We cleaned it out some. You'll be better in 24 to 48 hours. I go, okay. So the next day, I have to do a show in Caliente, <laughs> like Mac King's ass. <laughs> and um, I decide, well, I shouldn't be doing this show on Oxy. And the doctor says, I'm doing it better. So, I'm just going to stop after a week of oxy. So, I stop and I go out to do the show and I do the first bit in the show. And I realize that I am like junkie dope sick. I'm like trembling. I'm flop sweating. My, my guts are all completely fucked up. Right. I finish one bit in the show, probably 2,000 people watching. And I say, uh, I can't do anymore. Tell the do needles.
1: and Wait, you say this to the audience?
0: Yeah. Uh. I can't do anymore. Tell the do needles. Right. And Teller goes, ah. And the whole crew, of course, goes, ape shit. And I walk off the stage and just start walking in circles. And Robbie takes me into the bathroom. Right. And I get really sick. And he says, uh, I go, Where, where's Teller now? He goes, swallowing the third group of needles. I go, okay, I got time. He goes, yeah, you're undressed and you're on the toilet. And I go, okay, okay, all right. And he goes, "Uh, what do you want? And I go, I'll put my clothes on, put my clothes on. And I go out and I say to the audience, I had some ear problems. And they gave me a lot of medications, and I was in a lot of pain. I was really sick, and I went backstage, and I was really, really sick. But now I'm back, and I'm okay. The audience gives a huge applause. And then I stay on stage for the next 90 minutes with Robbie coming out and saying, do donut next. There's no order in the show. At one point, people run out and hand me a prop, and I look at it, and they have to tell me what it is. So I do, I do the whole show. It's not a bad show. People like it. And I go, wow, that's been 24 hours and I'm worse. I'm not better. And then the next night in San Diego, I get there somehow and I say, I'm going to go on. And uh, Glenn's backstage with Aaron and Robbie and everybody. And they go, he's worse than last night. And last night he walked off stage and was vomiting and falling apart in the bathroom. He's worse tonight. And I said, I'm going to do it. And they say, uh, okay. And I go out and do a fabulous show. I don't really know how. I come back and go, I'm bad now. I'm bad. The next morning I wake up. Nationwide. <laughs> I'm bad. <yeah, I'm> nationwide. <laughs> I come back and Sunday, right? I'm worse than I ever have been. And we call up the house clinic of ear people and say, Ben's got to see see a doctor. And they say, well, we can get him in Wednesday or Thursday. And then Glenn goes, no, you're going to get him in Monday. You've got to. They said, well, there's one doctor we can bring in for this. And they go, okay. So then Glenn has to leave. He has stuff to do. So I'm alone in an Uber. So I get up that Monday morning, feeling as bad as I ever have, and I just take some oxy and go, that's on board. I'm ready to go. I show up at the house clinic, and I get in there, and um, the woman says, have a sit down over there, and we'll get to you in a while. And then another woman says, that's Teller. That's Teller. Let's get him in right away. And she says, uh, are you Teller? And I go, yes, I am. <laughs> Well, I've
1: done the same thing when you and I are t- at dinner. Yeah.
0: Because <laughs> I want to get in The yeah, right away. <laughs> of course, they're probably going to give me a quadruple bypass surgery. I don't care. <laughs> right. I go in, and this doctor comes in, who is older than all the other doctors I've had. He's close to my age. Kindest eyes I've ever seen. He says to me- Oh, no,
1: you just thought he looked like a puppy at that point. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: He says to me- uh, I, I have experience with this ear. I was on the team very early that did part of the work on this ear. I know this ear. I go good. He says, listen, Penn.
1: If I could listen.
0: <laughs> yeah. He says, uh, I'm going to go into your ear, and I'm going to be so gentle, and it's going to hurt so much. And you've got to decide right now that you're going to trust me. He said, and we've got to get through this. He said, uh... How's your pain level now? I said, I took a lot of oxy. <laughs> he said, good. Doctors don't say good when you say you're taking you're abusing drugs. He says, good. He looks in. I go, how bad is it in there? He goes, it's pretty bad. I go, he cleaned it all out on. He goes, well, yeah, uh, we're going in. And I said, uh, he said, are you ready? I said, look at me. Let's get this motherfucker. <laughs> he goes, okay. <laughs> and he
1: goes in with a sucker.
0: And this, is, this
1: is not just a squeegee bulb. This no, is no, like it's electric s- Electric
0: sucker. Yeah. He goes in and it hurts so much. But I don't stand up this time. I go, oh, did you get some? He goes, we got a lot. I go, good. Let's go get some more. He goes, you ready? I go, go. He goes in again. He says, we got a lot more. I said, come on, let's go. <laughs> he goes, are you okay? I go, let's go. <laughs> he goes, you're all right. I go, come on, get the motherfucker, kill it. He goes, o- okay. I'm kind of watching on the screen. He goes in. He goes, oh, man. The size of the bruise and the amount of the damage in here is amazing. That hurts like all the way down your jaw, right? I go, yep. <laughs> go in. Actually, this, to my toes. <laughs> this, this is the fourth time he's in. And he goes, I'm right on the bruise now. I go, I don't give a fuck. He goes, Shh. He goes, okay. I go, you know something, Doc? I don't like the way you said Okay. <laughs> Go in again. He goes, well, I got the bulk of it. I go, I don't care about the fucking bulk. Go in there. He ends up doing the suck thing six times. He goes, well, it's all out there. I go, all of it? Every smidgen? He goes, well, the (laughs) only way I get the rest of it is to go in with a piece of cotton, and actually, I go, do that. He goes, But I'll be going right against where the bruise is. I go, do that. He goes in, I go. Yeah, good, good. He goes. So the only I said, is there anything left in there? He said, Well, there's this places I get to that are right in the bruise that I can't possibly. I go, go right in the bruise. He goes, oh, okay. And I go. He goes. There's really nothing else in there. And I go. Show me the cotton. I go. There's a little bit of color on that cotton. Go until there's nothing.
1: Like wiping your ass. Exactly.
0: <laughs> He goes, okay. I go, I do not like that okay either. He goes, all that's left is a little bit right on the eardrum. But he said, that will hurt too much. I go, go the fuck in there. Go the fuck in there. He says, okay. So fucking loud, so much pain. He says, everything's gone. I said, not a smidgen. He said, "Let me show you." He said, "All there are is bruises and damaging, but there's nothing else in there." I go, "Good." He goes, "Well, you know what I could do?" I said, "Do it." So he get a Dremel. He said, "I could go. I could go in and dust it all with acid." I go, "Dust it with acid." So he goes in <laughs> pff, 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 and dusts it all with boric acid, like you keep ants out, you know. Pff. And then he says. Uh, I could go in and cover every little bit of it with cream. I go, do that. And he goes, how did this happen? This happens in like the rainforest of primitive people. We never see this. And I said, here's what I do. And I told him the whole regiment. And he goes, oh, my God. I go, I, I guess that regiment's over, huh? He goes, well, you're never using a Q-tip again. I go, no, I'm not. He goes, and um, you can take your hot baths. I go, really? He goes, then you're going to sit with a blow dryer. You're going to blow into your ear with a blow dryer, both ears. And by the way, you're doing that every morning and every night anyway for the rest of your life. I said, okay. He said, we have to keep it dry in there. I said, okay. And I said, and? I think I'm done with Oxy, right? Even though the pain is great now. He said, I think Have you? it's ruining your stomach and your intestines, right? And I went, yes, it is. And he said, <laughs> you bet. <laughs> and it's ruining your life, right? I go, yep. He goes, you're done with Oxy. Take an overdose of Advil. Then three hours later, take an overdose of Tylenol and keep doing that. And he said, I said, I need to be done with the Oxy. He goes, yeah. You need to be done with the Oxy. I said, I'm still high on the Oxy. He goes, yep, you're still high. Don't do anymore. And I go, I'm going to do that. I won't do anymore. So that's what I did. And that was a week ago. That was Monday. And it's been getting better ever since. I went back to my doctor in uh, in uh, Vegas to make sure after a few days it was still clean. He said, still clean. He looked in and he goes, wow, the bruising is amazing. I said, you know, you just totally chickened out. He said, I sure did. I was like, (laughs) I didn't go into the tropical diseases class. I skipped that class. I wish I hadn't, but I did skip the class on tropical diseases, figuring I didn't need it. (laughs) Right. So, real mushrooms. Yeah. I mean, as disgusting as you can imagine, real mushrooms.
1: Did you keep any of them?
0: Uh, You know… No, but a friend of mine points out that now with psychedelics being so popular, oh. I probably could have sold them. Oh, <laughs> had somebody smoke them. <laughs> yeah, so you've heard all the stuff about my ear, and I gotta tell you, I kept out some of the gory details. Isn't that amazing? Why? Because it's you're, so disgusting because you're a pussy. exactly, <laughs> it's so disgusting. And uh, but I, I was also worried about kicking Oxy because you read stuff about narcotics in our country being bad. And, uh, boy, I was nice being on the Oxy. Uh, Yeah. It was better than being in the world.
1: I, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm too scared to do it. Yeah. Well,
0: you're from Kentucky. Right. And I'm from Western Massachusetts. And those are two places where Oxy lives happily. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I was too scared to do it too. And when, you're, when you actually need it and you use it for the amount of time you need it, I think it's a useful tool. Yeah. Yeah. But I can imagine people with lingering back pain. I mean, mine was a, was a pain that was able to be dealt with. It was a, a two-week pain. I don't know how people with chronic pain are able to manage that. It just seems like you're, you're stuck on it forever, which I guess people are. So we don't want to we won't even go into that. So what do you got coming up? How is the show going over at the... Uh-, uh, Good.
1: You know, uh, we had a uh, really great, the week between Christmas and New Year's was the best week I ever had in Las Vegas uh-huh. and uh, best January. And now... Uh, this week, this week's great. Uh, this week is great. And the, but the couple of weeks prior were terrible. Mm-hmm. First couple of weeks of February were terrible. Yeah. But it's always that way. You guys are smart enough to take off. Yeah, we went and did uh, yeah. other places. Yeah, I was like, I had some friends in from out of town, and I'm like, well, maybe we'll go see Penn and Nope, they're not working. Maybe we'll go take them to see Harrison Greenbaum and Matt Apple. Oh, that's off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, I'm an idiot. I'm the only idiot working. <laughs> but uh, this last week, we were
0: back. It's the first time in years back in the balcony. Oh, great. Uh, we were selling like 1,500 seats. We were selling like... We used to sell, like we like to sell.
1: Yeah. And, uh, it's really fun. It's really fun. Yeah, no, I'm, it made me very optimistic because.
0: Yeah, uh, it's kind of like we're back Yeah, and they're talking about putting a baseball stadium in our hotel right
1: so yeah i saw that in the it, so but the hotel would stay there or yeah, level the hotel we, we, and then put a baseball stadium well, over at, the former site of the penn and teller theater as there's as,
0: as they're telling us <laughs> yeah they're gonna keep the theater there yeah right there between second and third base
1: <laughs> great oh good <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but boy it's uh it was awful matt king it was awful and uh Also, the doctor said, you know, they say um, kidney stones, pancreas, ear pain, childbirth, those are the worst. And you've got some serious ear pain in here. The doctors had no, um, they had, they did not try to bullshit me. I think because they knew they didn't have a chance, right? Yeah. This isn't going to hurt much. (laughs) so You might as well just tell them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, they had people waiting in the waiting room. <laughs>
2: like, you know, it's like,
1: maybe if I tell him it's going to be terrible, he won't yell quite as loud. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine, boy, being in the waiting room of a
0: doctor hearing "fuck, fuck" in the other room. Oh, geez, those poor bastards. Let them get their own oxy. That's what I say.
1: Yeah, and you know the uh, the foolish tour is out. Oh yeah, that's what I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. yeah. Where, where is it going? I don't even know. Don't, uh,
0: what- Akron, Milwaukee, where else? Ready? Indianapolis. Indianapolis. It's uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday next week. Oh, great. And uh, we're real excited about it. It's, it's selling very well. And it's got a couple Hondro tricks. And they're doing, from Penn and Teller, they're doing uh, Casey at the Bat with a straight jacket. They're doing the light heavy box. They're doing misdirection. And they're doing a trick with us. So Sweet. Should be a good show. I think it'd be a very good show. You know, there's Jessica James. You know, yeah, Jessie? yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: Jessica Jane, sorry, Jessica Jane. She's she's really good. And I've never seen her perform actually. She's good. I mean, I met her many times and uh, been out to dinner with her with a few other people, but I've never seen her work. But I like hanging out. You know, she seemed she knows stuff. Yeah, and Mac. You know, uh, Matt Donnelly's good, and
0: uh, Alex Ramone. Oh, I didn't know he was. Yeah, he's on the show. He's doing stuff. There's a lot of stuff together. Yeah. And then uh, we also have uh, Vinny. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Vinny naked? Uh, uh, Vinny, I don't oh, I don't think he's going to be naked in this. No, yeah, okay. Because a lot of people are voting and saying they'd rather see Jessica.
2: This
0: <laughs> 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 is your own mystery thing. Uh, <laughs> well, we got to stop this one and do another one, okay? Okay. Because we went long on this one. That was Penn Sunday School cha-cha-cha you become naked so yeah it was irresponsible i didn't do the ads i didn't set up the show nothing two weeks we didn't have someone wrote into um uh twitter a few people wrote in and said where were you, Penn? And I said, well, things were bad. That's all. But boy, it was a terrible day. We also didn't talk about Belzer. Talk a little bit about Belzer. Oh, yeah. Other dead people, too.
2: You know, we love you. Hey, Matt Donnelly, you got anybody to thank? Thanks go out to all the people. who Support us over at patreon.com slash Penn Fabulous. Members of our congregation like Placida Scott, Damian Martin, Adam Luce is happy to hear Teller is on the mend, Timo Tehoff, Mark Pickenheim, Scott Kelly, Kelly M., Adam Berzins, Matthew Applehands, Fractured Adventures, Carlos Alvarez, Nicholas Emerson, Michael Cornwall, Ross Devereaux, Rue Dudley, Ryan Matthews, Jeff Bocker, Impossibilities Magic Show in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, Michael Torbay, Ilan Lee, Jacob McCulley, Nicole Martin, Crazy Cat Lady Scoop, Nick Hemsing, Music Man, No Thank You Daddy, Rachel Hawkins, Jake Schneider. Pete, Penn Says, We're the Same Guy, Hoke, Kelly McCauley, Robin Garnett, Tom and Julie Lynn, Perrin married us eight years ago, but we're not stalking him, Ovi and Jr., Jeremy R22, Winter Wierkowski, Kristen Kledek, Michael Cohen, Dr. Scoop Little, Joe Mastrangelo, Jeremiah Jenkins, Matt, the Mindler upcoming shows at com, including shows at FoolersLive.com. I think that last one in myself. Jesse Miller, Alexander Hoffman, Danny Olwine, Shane Magruder, Steve Volcano, Jim, the now 24-yearly performances Naked Magician, Scooped Mids, and Paul McBride. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity
0: theft increased by 30% in
1: 2023.
0: If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help.